Hey, this fall, we're gonna study the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is in the Old Testament. It's about the history of Israel. And it's in Nehemiah that we see the walls and the gates of Jerusalem have broken down. Uh, right? And the wall and the gates, that would have been a symbol of security and safety for the people. And in our day, we don't, we don't have walls and gates, but we do have symbols of security and safety. I mean, you see a lack of confidence in those in positions of authority. Uh, we see more skepticism with the local church. Uh, we see uh, struggling doubts with our economy. Even in our friends and our family, there's fractures that are setting in. Well, in the book of Nehemiah, the Lord is going to walk us through a process to find our safety and security, not in the things of the world, but in Him. And so come with us, whether you're in person or online, like, share, subscribe, invite as many as possible to study the book of Nehemiah with us this fall. All right, all right. We'll go ahead and get started. Everybody's chatty today. It's good to see you. It's a good day to be chatty. We're celebrating. Welcome to North Village Church. My name is Michael. We are celebrating 13 years as a church family this morning. So, yeah, you definitely want to clap there. If you're new, we're thankful you're here this morning. We're going to do some singing. We're going to look at God's Word. We're going to talk about where we've been as a church family. We're going to talk about where we're going as a church family. And then we're going to cap it all off with some barbecue some barbecue. So if you're new here this morning, like, hey, we invite you to stick around and have some barbecue, right? We know it's a big deal to visit a new uh, worship service, and, and so no strings attached. Uh, we, we just want to reward you with some barbecue, and so enjoy it. It's worth it. We're glad to see you here this morning. We do have tablets we pass through the aisle, and so if you see that come across, that's just our way to stay connected as a church family. Feel free to provide whatever information you're comfortable with, and uh, we're just thankful uh, you're here. We're going to do something a little different this morning. We usually would just kind of jump right into Scripture and try to go verse by verse as much as we can uh, in God's Word. We love God's Word. We want to hear from God through His Word. Uh, but it's going to be a little different because we have so much to uh, cover. So we're going to jump right into our three points here. We're going to talk about where we've been, where we're going, and what are uh, the obstacles along the way. So let's just jump back into uh, where have we been? So first, our church family started 13 years ago with 15 adults uh, in our living room, not quite sure what we are getting our, ourselves into. And, and uh, many of those people have moved off to, uh, to be a part of churches around the world, but some of them are still here. We got Risa that's still with us, Geraldine, Jesse with our infants, and uh, my wife Holly hasn't left me yet. And so she's still, she's still with us. And, and so our first probably three to five years, we were incredibly kind of community outreach oriented, just wanting to be a blessing to the people around us. And, and so this little core group of people, we just started talking to anybody and everybody. We would knock on doors. Uh, we would serve schools uh, in the community. We would do dog fairs. What's that? I don't even know, but we were at Brentwood Park just trying to connect with people in the community. And in some ways, in those first three to five years, maybe we did too good of a job uh, because we had people, we had more people that were exploring Jesus and exploring North Village Church than were the core of our church family, if that makes a, a little sense, right? So we were a little topsy-turvy uh, there. So as we went into our second probably three to five years, we just wanted to make sure we were real clear about who we were as a church family and, and uh, kind of building up that core. And so we started with just crystallizing, look, this is our, our vision. This is what we were talking about just a, a month ago, that, that we are a family 
right? That we want to have close relationships with one another, that we want to be centered on Jesus, that he is Lord of our life. And we believe when we have relationships with each other and with Jesus that we're going to chase after, after every man, woman, and child. So we crystallized our vision. We, we crystallized a yearly focus. So we took three key parts of our vision, and then we just rotate through those every three years. We're going to talk about what it means to be centered on Jesus. We're going to talk about what it means to be family. We're going to talk about what it means to chase. And so if you're ever wondering, where's this church going? What are we about? It's not that complicated. We just do that over and over. We're probably on our third cycle of just doing that over and over as a church family. We, uh, we started introducing our devotionals. So if you're new here this morning, our devotionals are a gift uh, to you. And uh, for whatever weird reason, I plan out sermons a year in advance. I don't know why I do that. Other pastors laugh at me when I tell them I do that. But we just package it. Amazon allows us to package it into a devotional. And we've just made it better and better each year. And, and so that's a, a way for us to build up the, the core of our church family. And then we, last year, we went into our look around, right? That's the chasing, right? Because we, we did the Three, three to five years, we were outreach. Oh, we got to build up our core for three to five years. And then we were just starting to kind of go back into the community. And then the pandemic hit. Mm, that was kind of sad. But then we moved into this new space, and we were kind of glad. Uh, and, and so with this new opportunity, we said, hey, let's look around uh, for, for new people uh, that are going to be walking into our doors. And so we, we ch- chased three different areas of this look around. One, we wanted to continue. Right? Remember in the pandemic, we got a little disconnected, and so we wanted to continue to reach out to those who had disconnected with us during the pandemic. And so as of today, we, we've only seen five people not return to our church family after the pandemic. And so we're incredibly encouraged by that. When I talk to other churches in this community, they're sometimes saying 40%, 60% of their church family has yet uh, to return, and so the fact that we only saw we only lost traction with five people, uh, we're just incredibly encouraged by that. We want to care. So as we looked around, uh, John chapter four, to lift up our eyes to look around, we wanted to care for new people walking through our doors. Right when for the twelve years of our church family, we averaged probably two new people a month walking through our uh, doors on a Sunday morning. But since we've been in this new location, we're seeing four to six uh, new people walk in uh, every month. And there's just uh, more diversity in who's walking into our church family on a Sunday morning. More ethnic diversity, economic diversity, educational diversity, like season of life diversity. And, and that creates challenges, but we love it. We love the opportunity of just giving people a chance. And we want to care for those people as they walk through that door. And then the last one for this look around is, is we wanted to challenge our church family to share uh, the three-circle gospel presentation. And so maybe, you, uh, maybe you're familiar with this, right, where we, we walk through three circles to get us into the gospel. And, and we spent 12 months talking about that in our church family. And our prayer is that 75 people would engage that challenge and respond to that challenge. And then if you remember a year ago, if you were with us, we were like, we're going to put those cards on the wall. And, uh, and we're going to just celebrate every card that comes in. So if you look on our wall, you'll notice there's not 75 uh, cards up there. So we, there's about 26. Uh, somebody just this morning told me they shared the three circles. I'm not sure if they're already up there, but so maybe there's 27. And maybe you've done it. You just haven't turned it in. Uh, but for whatever reason, I mean, 
we didn't meet our challenge. And so, uh, you know, there's some, like, ah, you know, we really wanted to uh, see our church family embrace that. But the good news is, is that we did get some feedback as to maybe why some people in our church family didn't embrace the three-circle gospel presentation. Embrace the challenge of look around, right? And one of, the, one of the reasons that people told us is that they just had a lack of relationships to share the three-circle. I mean, you got you to have a person in your life to talk to to have the three-circle gospel uh, presentation. And that, we're like, all right, that's fair, right? Coming out of the pandemic, we definitely didn't have as many relational connections. And so I could see how that might be a problem. And so if that's where you are this morning, if you're like, you know, I didn't really get to lean into the three circles because I just didn't have, you know, a lot of relationships in my life, then what we would do is we would encourage you in light of the challenge that the Lord gave us that you would, that you would feel that and think, well, how can I today start building relationships back into my life to those who are in Christ and those who are far from Christ, Right? Because this isn't a challenge from North Village Church. Like God's word calls us to invite people to know him. And, and just a baby step in that direction is, is knowing some people. And so take that with urgency today of like, man, I, I need to start getting around some other people, right? The second reason that people told us that they didn't resonate with the challenge is that some people just didn't like the three circles, well, that's fair, right? I, I don't like that presentation, right? It's, it's not God's word. It's just a tool. And so I, my pushback to that would, would be, one, is just to ask yourself, if you were in that place this morning where you're like, well, I didn't turn in a car because I didn't really like it. Just ask yourself, like, is, is there a gospel presentation that you do like, right? Because you don't want to just be like, well, I don't like that one either. <laughs> I don't like that one, and I'll just wait, right? So you're just like, is there one that you do like? And then the the second part to that is that if, if, you are, if you are wanting to do something else to share the gospel, are you sharing the fullness of the gospel? Because one of the strengths of the three circles is that it really walks you through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and why he died on the cross and our sin and what he brings in the resurrection. And you want to share the fullness of the gospel. Right? So if there's a part of you that didn't like the three circles because maybe there's a part of it that was a little uncomfortable you just got to ask yourself this morning a little bit, like, well, am, when I'm sharing the gospel, am I sharing the fullness of the gospel? Because that's where the power of the gospel comes, is when we share the fullness of the gospel. So that would be my only challenge to you if you didn't like the three circles. The last one that, that people gave us as why I didn't participate was, I think, just an honest one of just fear. Which I, I, mean, I understand that, right? There's how are people going to respond, uh, nervousness of people pushing back, uh, how you might be perceived. And so that, that insecurity kind of gets in the way of us sharing, uh, sharing the gospel. And so if that's where you should land this morning, like I really encourage us, church family, to lean into that with the Lord and to really ask ourselves, like, is it possible that the reason I have a fear to share the gospel is because I'm listening more to the world than I am to his word. Does that make sense? Like even in some of the uh, conversations, there, there were some of us uh, who said that, that there was even some fear to share the gospel with other people who professed faith in Jesus at different churches. 
you really got to kind of, you got to feel that a little bit of just like, man, if there's some fear that people who profess faith in Jesus are still going to reject us <laughs> for sharing the gospel, that's something we need to bring that to the Lord. And we really got to do a gut check of just asking, like, man, have I, have I been listening to the world more than the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us? And so, like, that, I get it sharing the gospel. I, I get nervous every time I get into it, right? I can feel my heartbeat just, like, beat a little bit faster. Some of it's because I'm nervous. Some of it's because I'm excited because I know, like, I'm talking about supernatural things right now. Like, no telling why it might just happen. I get excited, right? And my heart just starts beating a little faster. So I, I get that. But, like, just know that this challenge for our church family, it's not just for North Village Church. Like, this is from, from God's Word. And, 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 and so if you, were, if you were not leaning into this challenge as much as you could have for whatever reason, the good news is, in two years, we're going to talk about it again, right? Right? Because that's what we're going to rotate. We're going to talk about the three-circle gospel presentation all the time, right? But just as a church family, that we're going to continue to press. We're going to continue to ask the Lord to show up and grow us uh, in this area. Uh, let's talk about where we're going. Where are we going? That's where we've been. Thank you, Lord, uh, for taking care of us. The last 12 months was a roller coaster of events, right? And uh, uh, we're excited, though, about where the Lord is leading us. Um, look at page 15 in your devotional. If you, if you have one of our devotionals, uh, turn to page 15 and follow along uh, in God's Word with us uh, this morning. We're going to see how where we're leading, where the Lord is leading us comes from His Word in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 5. Verse 5 says, I said to the king, that's Nehemiah speaking, I said to the king, if it please the king, and if your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, that's Jerusalem, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. So last Sunday, we kicked off Nehemiah chapter 1. We took a throwback into the Old Testament, right? That uh, Israel's leaders spiritually and politically have neglected to follow the Lord. And as a consequence, he's allowed, the Lord has allowed foreign empires, Assyria, Babylon, Persia to come in and to deport Israel, the best and brightest of Israel, out of their land so that right now they're living under foreign uh, influence uh, in a foreign empire. And Persia has done the unthinkable. Persia, the Persian king, has allowed Israel to return, to rebuild, to restore uh, the, the, the brokenness of, of their land. And, and so in Nehemiah chapter 2, uh, we get to see how uh, Nehemiah has responded to this news, learning how it's unfolding, and, and he's, he's saddened. And, and we see in verses 1 to 4, uh, you see that he's, he's been saddened for f four months. So we talked about Nehemiah praying and fasting and lamenting last, last Sunday. He stays in that place for four months. In verse 4, it says he's sad before the king, which would have been incredibly risky. You don't want to be sad before the king. You could die uh, for that. And so Nehemiah prays in verse 4. And then in verse 5, he shoots a shot. He makes the request. 
He makes the ask. He says to the king, will you allow me to return to Israel and rebuild the broken down walls, right? And so in a similar way for our church family, like we're, we're, we're seeing God's word invite us to rebuild the brokenness in our relationships with one another, right? I'm not sure they're consumed with fire uh, as bad as these walls are, but just in light of the pandemic and the transitions and us wanting to have deeper relationships with one another, we're, in, we're, we're seeing God's word invite us to rebuild and restore our relationships. Let's look at verse 13 to 16, all right? We're going to skim down verses, what is that, 7 to 12, that he goes back and forth with the king, and then Nehemiah ends up in Jerusalem. Verse 13, he goes to inspect. He says, I went out at night by the valley gate, right? The gate and the walls, they're burned down, so he's inspecting. He says, in the direction of the dragon's well and on to the refuse gate, inspecting the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and its gates were consumed by fire, then I passed on to the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was no place for my mount to pass. Right, this is the animal that he was riding. Verse 15 says, So I went up at night by the ravine and inspected the wall. He's looking at how bad is it? Then I entered the valley gate and again returned. The officials did not know where I had gone or where I had, what I had done, nor had I as yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the rest who did the work. So in verse 13, Nehemiah is inspecting the walls and the gates to see how much damage has been done, right? Which is important, right? Nehemiah knows that for, for us to, to rebuild and restore, you have to assess the damage. You have to kind of look, what, 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 are, we, what are we in here uh, for? So in a similar way, like our relationships with one another not broken and burnt down and consumed with fire. But we do want our relationships as a family, right? We want to grow closer to one another. And so we want to kind of assess, like, why aren't we as close in our relationships with one another? Why, why, why aren't we closer uh, together? Why can't we have deeper relationships with one another? Right? In general, our church family is warm and inviting. I mean, if you are new here this morning, I'm confident that you know, we didn't ignore you. Uh, you know, we, we smiled, hopefully, at you. We probably talked to you, uh, you know, about the weather, you know, I don't know, traffic. We're pretty good as a church family, like at that surface level. Like, sp we can do sports really well, traffic, weather, you know, just like work kind of stuff. We do that really well. Where we do kind of struggle is going into layers kind of two, three, four, five depth of with one another. Maybe you feel some of that. Maybe you thought it was just you. You're like, I thought it was just, yeah. I think as a whole, right? In general, we struggle to kind of get into those deeper pockets of relationship content with each other. Uh, and some of that is our culture. You know, in the United States, uh, we, we, let's not get too personal, right? Just you know, keep a distance. We, get, we do, that's kind of what we do as a culture, right? We kind of keep people at a distance, and so that hinders us from having deeper family relationships with one another. Some of it's the pandemic, like we talked about, like we're out of rhythm, right? We just, we've forgotten, right? I mean, I'm still confused when I talk to some of our children because I still think of our children and our church family at the, at the pre-pandemic age, and I'm like, wait a minute, how old are you? Like, because that's, I still remember you with this, you know, so there's still a little, like, bumpiness there, 
And then the third part, like, I don't know that we really know. What's hindering us from going into those deeper relationships and layers with one another? And so we're, we're leaning into the Lord over these next 12 months. And we're asking the Lord, like, hey, Lord, will you speak to us individually? Like, what's holding us back from from kind of peeling those layers with one another, collectively what's holding us back. So that the end goal, so that 12 months from now, we would be in deeper, warm relationships with one another. Does that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, everybody wants that, right? I mean, I don't know what the Lord will do. Maybe we'll just get into layer two, but maybe layer three, layer four, maybe different pockets will get deeper it didn't really matter when, where, and how it happens, but that the Lord would show up and that there would just be a greater warmth uh, and depth in our relationships with one another. And there is some urgency there for us. Not like in a fearful way, but there is some urgency there for us because in, in, in some ways, if we're not careful, we could just get comfortable with that layer one depth and think that's normal. That that's as good as it could get, right? Right, if you've grown up in a, in a family with like addiction and abuse, like and you're around that so much, you can start thinking, I guess just families have addiction and abuse. I think that's normal, right? Because you, you're in it so long, right? If, you, if your marriage has hit a season of kind of coldness, Right? And, if, and if we're not careful and we, we, we kind of live in that coldness for so long, we can just start thinking, like, this is as good as it's going to get. Right? So the, there is some urgency uh, for us, church family, to really lean into that with us. Uh, like, hey, we don't want to just kind of get stuck at layers two and one and maybe a little bit of three. Like, we want to have deep, deep relationships uh, with one another. And so Here's how we see us uh, getting there. If you grab that card, we put these cards throughout. You see it on the wall, right, to help you. And we also have it on, on, the, on the screen. Did I skip verse 17? I know. Maybe I'm just going to use the card. Let's just look at the card. So here's where we're going. Here's how we're going to build d- deeper relationships with one another. We're going to share a meal, right? We're gonna, you, if you're having a meal with each other, uh, you're going to have deeper relationships with one another. So look at that card and, and, uh, and, and see the QR code. You can go to that QR code and, and see more detail uh, to that challenge. But this is an invitation for our church family into, into deeper relationships with one another by breaking bread. And it's possible you're sitting there this morning. You're like, well, that's great. I love to, I love to eat. That'll be easy. But just think about it. Right? In 45 minutes, we're going to be done with our worship service, and we're going to have a chance to relationally connect with one another. And I'm sure, like, as we start to think about inviting one another to go share a meal, there's going to be con- layers of insecurity that are going to pop into our heads. Like, well, what if, what if they say no? What if we don't have anything to talk about? What if it's awkward? What if, what if they don't like my kids? What if they judge my marriage? What if, right, and then, and then we just keep each other at a distance. It'd be better if I just say hello, right? And so it, like, it is easy to share a meal, but it's also important, right, to, to respond to this challenge. And so go to that QR code and, and see what it means to actually lean into this commitment of sharing a meal with one another. 
The second one is spiritual gifts. So you see on the card, there's, a, there's a, a, an emphasis of wanting to learn our spiritual gifts in our church family. God's word teaches us that when we believe in Jesus, we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And with that comes spiritual gifts. They're like superpowers. And so that we would learn what are those spiritual gifts. Starting October 9th, we're going to do a class uh, in the mornings. You come and you're going to get to look at God's word, explore what those gifts are. What do they look like in our lives practically? So I encourage you, like, man, respond to that opportunity with that class. But throughout the year, we're going to be exploring those spiritual gifts in our church family. And that's going to take some initiative on our part, right? We're going to have to have to lean in to learn what those spiritual gifts are and then to kind of explore how they are lived out practically. The third one, the last one, is seeking peace. You see it on the big sticker, seeking peace. You might be thinking, if you're new here this morning, like, seeking peace. Like, do people in this church family just run around yelling at each other? Like, we got to have a whole initiative to have peace? Uh, no. No, I don't know that anybody's yelling uh, at, e- at each other. But I think that, that there might be some, like, um, polite avoidance that we do with one another. Um, right? You know, it's just that... Maybe we had a conversation one point and it was a little bit clunky one time. And so then maybe we just start avoiding that person. Maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously. We just, we just kind of drift to people that are easier where the conversation wasn't clunky, right? And so that's a, that's a type of conflict. It's like, a, it's like an avoidance. It's like a passive kind of conflict. Maybe somebody said one word, right? We're talking about so many cultural events right now, and, and somebody, you heard somebody in our church family use one word, and that one word is used by this ideology, you know, over here, and so you've thought to yourself, like, well, if they said that word, then they probably believe those things, and that's crazy, and so I can't talk to them at all, right? We do that sometimes, right? And so we just end up avoiding those people because the conversation might be uncomfortable, and so we want to ask you to resist that temptation and that you would lean in to those relationships. If you look on the card, it says we're going to implement what we call the rust system, right? That we, that we would uh, not rust in our relationships uh, with one another. And so the R means run to conflict, right? It doesn't mean you run to that person with conflict, but that you run to the Lord. And you're just honest with the Lord and say, hey, Lord, why am I avoiding this person? Or why am I uncomfortable around this person? Or, Lord, will you show me if there's levels of uncomfort with people so that we can go deeper, that you would have an unusual, that you as unusual a commitment to yourself, right? That when we're uncomfortable with other people, we usually, it's usually their fault, right? And if you, if you weren't weird, this would be fine, but you've made it weird, that we would have an unusual commitment to draw a circle around ourselves and like, what? What can I own that's made it uncomfortable? The, the S is that we would be slow to speak, right? That we would be slow to speak. We just wouldn't blurt out, right, and make it worse. And the T is that we would trust in the Lord, right? That we would, we would trust in the Lord as we navigate this uncomfortableness in our relationships. As we go into layers two, three, four, that we, that we wouldn't push back, that we would trust in the Lord to help us get to a deeper place with one another. I mean, I was just driving down uh, the interstate yesterday, and I was on a phone call with somebody, and this man was speaking encouragement into my life. And it was so, it was so meaningful. 
And it was so personal. And he just did it. I mean, it was like rapid fire. And it, it was just over and over and over. I mean, like three, four times specific encouragement in my life. And it was so, it was so encouraging. I felt so built up. I felt so connected to that person. But you need to know the only reason that that man's words were so meaningful in my life is because we had depth of relationship with one another, right? If it was just a random stranger, I mean, the words wouldn't have been as powerful, but because there's depth in our relationship. And the only reason we got to depth in our relationship is because we have shared many a male together. We've walked through life together. We've gone into deep layers with one another. And then he just land blasted me with encouragement. And I just think to myself, like, I want that for our whole church family. But we got to lean into it. Like, we can't just kind of like sit here for 12 months and then move on to something else. Like, it starts with the men, women, and children, our church family, right? And it can happen. God's word shows us that crazy things can happen. Look at verses 17 to 20, 17 to 18. It says, Then I said to them, You see the bad situ situation that we are in? The Jerusalem is desolate and its gates are burned by fire. This is Nehemiah speaking. He's speaking to different people in the community and he's reminding them, Look, it's bad. He says, Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we no longer will be a reproach. He's talking about to the nations, that the nations knew that Israel is supposed to be a light to the nations, a city on a hill, and it's in rubble. It's embarrassing. He says, verse 18, he says, I told them how the hand of God had been favorable to me and also about the king's words which he had spoken to me. Then they said, let us arise and build. The people responded. So they put their hands to the, to, to the good work. So in the context, Nehemiah, he gets them to all together, the priests, the artists, the farmers, like all the people in the community. And he says, look, it's bad, right? Verse 17, it's really bad, right? He doesn't sugarcoat it. It's not good. The gates are burned with fire. Because sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes we got to talk about where, hey, look, we, it can't just be awesome. Remember the Lego movie? Everything is awesome. <laughs> like, it can't just always be awesome. Like, I mean, sometimes there's challenges. So let's, all right, well, if there's a challenge there, why? Why is there a challenge there? And, and so we need to look at that and then, and then rally, rally together. Just like to come, let us rebuild the wall. Do you see that in 17? And then in 18, let us arise and build. Like that's the opportunity for us, church family, that we would, yeah, let's do this. Let's build and belong, right? Have deeper relationships with the men and women and children that are, that are in this room. The Lord's done it in the life of our church family in the past. I've seen him do it. Men, women, and children looking at their calendar, looking at their finances. And you know what? I'm going to cut these things out of my life, and I'm going to intentionally lean into these relationships. It can happen. And one of the areas I'm most excited, the most optimistic about for our church family is, is uh, we have two men uh, that I want to introduce to you who are going to uh, enter into our, our elder uh, team uh, uh, here, here in the next couple of weeks, Lord willing. And so I want to invite Jack Green to the front and Roberto Moctezuma. Y'all give a round of applause for these two men. I'm 
I mean, one of the reasons I'm so I'm optimistic about what the Lord can do in our church family is because what the Lord is doing in these two men. If, if you don't know, our church family is called elder-led. 1 Timothy 3 teaches us that, that they're spiritual leaders, that Jesus is our ultimate leader, and then he entrusts that to faithful, qualified men. So I'm not the, the one calling the shots in our church family. We have an elder team. We meet every Tuesday morning, and these two men, they've been going through training the last 12 months They've been showing up every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. and praying for our church family. They've been doing assignments once a month. There's an assignment on, it might be scripture, it might be a book, it might be our philosophy of ministry. And then they receive feedback. They listen to us like poke holes in, in what they're saying. And they kept showing up. They, they opened up their life to their uh, friends outside of our church family. So not just North Village Church, but they, they said, hey, is there anything in my life that you think that I shouldn't be taking steps in this direction as an elder of North Village Church? And they, across the board, have just gotten flying colors of great uh, feedback. And so as our elder team, we've looked at these men closely, and we absolutely uh, see them as spiritual leaders in our church family. And so our last step is to bring them to you. And, and to just ask you to affirm that, to essentially that, it, that, that you would look at these men and it would make sense like, oh, yeah, of course, they should be, they should be elders in our, in our church family. But if you're, if you're thinking no, like if, if you see something that we don't see, like say something. Like let us know. Like, and so over the next two weeks, we're going to leave that window open and invite you like, hey, if you see something, say something. But if you don't say something, we're going to assume that you agree also, and then two weeks from now, we'll invite these men back up on stage, and we'll formally lay hands on them, and they will enter into elders of our church family. And so thank you so much for these men. Y'all give a round of applause. Y'all can leave. Yeah. That just gets me excited about the, the challenge that we have of build and belong, right? We would all love if we had deep level five relationships you know, with each other and like everything is awesome. That's just, all right, there's an opportunity for us to grow. And just like in Nehemiah chapter two, he looks at it, he assesses it, and then he provides a way to lead out of it. And when we have men like Jack and Roberto that are willing to lean into this with us, like that just gives me so much, so much confidence and, and optimism about where we are going as a church family. Let's look at this last sub point. Let's talk about our hecklers. What about our hecklers, right? There's some hecklers. I left out verses 19 to, to 20, and so just look at your devotional, uh, verses 19 to 20. Did y'all just add that? How'd y'all do that? Y'all are so tricky. Is that it? Man, see, just things happen already. The Lord's moving. <laughs> Follow along with me. It says, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard it, they mocked us. And despised us and said, look, they're hecklers. They're hecklers. It says, what is this thing you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Nehemiah, verse 20. So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven will give us success. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, right, or memorial in Jerusalem. So we're going to see more about uh, uh, these men uh, throughout Nehemiah. But you just need to know. In life, there's going to be hecklers. I mean, anytime we try to accomplish anything in life, there, there's going to be people that are chirping, mocking, 
despising us. I think not only people like we see in Nehemiah chapter 2, but sometimes we see circumstance kind of mock and despise us. Right? Just circumstances of life seem to come out of nowhere when we start to take on a challenge. Have y'all noticed that? Like, you get excited about wanting to work out, you get sick, right? You want to take on a new, a new career path, there's some family problem that comes up, right? You want to take out this new business idea, your finances. I mean, it's just, it always, circumstances are just mocking and despise us every step of the way. And so I just wanted to just remind us, like as we lean into build and belong, you got to know right now, there's going to be hecklers. <laughs> there, there's going to be challenges that are going to come up. And so I just wanted to encourage us right now just to come before the Lord individually and collectively and just ask the Lord, like, Lord, like, help us to be clear that you are calling us to these things. And no matter the hecklers, no matter the circumstances, the people, we're going to lean into this and we're going to trust you. We're going to follow you. That's really what it comes down to. I've started a marriage. I I started a family. I've started a church. And I can absolutely tell you there have been hecklers every step of the way. People just saying, why would you do that? I mean, people, followers of Jesus, why, were you, why would you start a church? I'm like, okay, thanks, friend. Right? <laughs> there's, there's hecklers out there. And, and so what, what moves us through the hecklers is not the ease of the challenge. What moves us through the hecklers is the call of the Lord. To just be crystal clear. Like, we didn't make any of these up. These aren't like just North Village Church characteristics. This is all from God's word that, that he's calling us into to deeper things in our church family, to build and belong. And so that right now that each of us would look at, look at it, okay, I'm going to share a meal. How's that actually going to happen? How, how am I going to take steps of deeper relationships? Go to that QR code. There, there's some baby steps to move you in that direction. But, but we want to invite you to, to really take that to the Lord. That you would be girded up, ready for the hecklers. When it came to spiritual gifts, of like, I'm going to learn what those are. What a, what a gift that we have in spiritual gifts to be able to encourage the body of Christ to bring glory to the Lord, like, man, we want to learn what that is. And not just learn it, but to thrive in it. And so right now, we would come before the Lord, just, Lord, help me, no matter what, we're not going to get 12 months from now, and I never got to it. That every one of us in here would be like, yeah, I know what it is, and I'm, I'm, I'm living in it. Seeking peace. That that idea of avoiding people because it's a little uncomfortable. And the power of the Holy Spirit, that he would squash that. We have Christ in common. We have so many things to talk about that we would move into deeper, deeper layers with one another. That is the invitation, being clear that the Lord is calling us to that. I can tell you the first step is Jesus. Like if you don't know Jesus, like believe in him today. Stop playing around. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Life is good in Jesus. Like, we're not talking about just so you can go to heaven one day. Uh, we're talking about life, 
the abundant life, the fullness of life, that parenting, career, finances, working out, like everything makes more sense in Jesus. Don't miss out on that. Believe in your heart that he conquered death and the resurrection. Believe in Jesus today. Come talk to me if you don't know what that means. And let's do that today, right? Let's start that. Let's center our lives in Jesus. Let's move into deeper relationships with one another. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? Well, Father in heaven, thank you so much for this morning. It would be easy for us to talk about relationships for a four-week series and then move on to something else. We don't want to move on. For 12 months, we're going to look through your word in Nehemiah and 1 Corinthians. And Holy Spirit, we're going to ask you to help us become a closer family with one another. Your word calls us brothers and sisters. Maybe some of us have a skewed definition of what it means to be family, to be, to be brothers and sisters. And so we're going to ask you to use these next 12 months to teach us a biblical view of family, a biblical view of brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters that walk deeply with one another in life that rejoice with one another, that weep with one another. There are things that are gonna come up over these next 12 months. There's gonna be highs, super highs. There's gonna be some deep, deep hardships. And Father, we want the body of Christ to be the people that we celebrate with, that we rejoice with, and that we weep and that we mourn with that the body of Christ is the tangible expression of your love for us, that the love of Christ is made visible and tangible and knowable and touchable in the body of Christ. And so, Father, help us to lean into that over these next 12 months. Help us to get comfortable in that second, third, fourth, and fifth layer in our relationships with one another. Father, only you can do that. Holy Spirit, only you can do that. Would you break down our walls? Would you heal our wounds? Would you squash our insecurities? Would you cast out our fears? Would you just give us incredible warmth and relationship with one another? We trust you for it. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.